Leah. Yes. Why is there no theme tune? <laughs> <laughs> What's happened? I'm confused. I thought the theme tune would play and then we'd get straight into our episode about how all voices and producers can team up to make every session a total triumph and that. Woo! Yes, yes, that is all coming in a minute. But we have had the best email ever arrive in our inbox. So we wanted to play oh, you yeah. the voice note that came with it. So remember when we made an episode all about podcast intros and audio branding? Well, one mm-hmm. VO socialite heard that and decided she had something she needed to say. Um, hi, Nick and Leah. It's Alice Gilmore here, voiceover and VO social fan, uh, super fan. And the reason I'm getting in touch is um, I'm sure you love user engagement and uh, I have felt compelled to send you this audio message because as an absolute super fan of the show, there was always one thing that slightly niggled me and that was that the intro, your lovely theme tune and outro, has fake violin. And as a musician myself, as a violinist, Um, I take exception to this. So imagine how excited I was to hear that in episode 42 on imaging, you were going to be presented with a new theme tune from uh, a lovely woman called Isabella. And I thought, great, I'm looking forward to hearing this. And then the new offer was played. And then there follows 30 seconds, I've just counted it, of laughter that is so infectious. I was listening to it in a public place and I was just laughing along with you. It was so funny. And I really love your little theme tune. I love the tune. I love Martin Stirrup's lyrics, his singing. So my solution is be the change you want to see. So I have recorded for you a version of uh, End of the Road with real violin on it. And I've recorded you the first bit And also the middle eight, where I couldn't get rid of the violin because it's already on the track, the fake violin. So I've just done some real violin over the top to try and drown it out. So listen, I hope you like it. Um, And this is my little plea for musicians all over the world. Hope you enjoy it. And thanks for everything you do. Cheers. Great. Amazing. Can I just say, my favourite thing about that is she's gone, I love you guys, I think you're great. This is a problem though. <laughs> but she's not ended there. She's just gone, and it. here's the solution. Oh, I love it. I know. I love like, it. what a great way to endear oh, yourself to people. Oh my goodness, she's my new favourite. Sorry, Nick. You're yeah, bumped down thanks. one. That's fine. Fine, fine, fine. That's fine. I can't even play the violin. <laughs> what kind of friend are you? Um, what kind of life am I leading? <laughs> um, so for this actual episode, we have recorded a live workshop that we ran a couple of weeks ago in collaboration with the Talking Creative podcast. It was designed to get producers and voiceovers in the same room discussing how to direct and be directed, also with a live demonstration of how to do it well. Uh, there were three people having a go at being live directed, by the way, and they were all brilliant, but we're only going to have time to play you one of them annoyingly. Also in this episode, we have an ident recorded by a very talented VO who won a competition at the Mid-Atlantic VO conference that we were speakers at last year. Oh, that was fun. It was really fun. And we'll all 
That wasn't it. I love a conference, <laughs> in person or online. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll also be hearing in this episode how Joe the VO has been getting Ooh, on. Joe. I can't remember the theme Joe, tune. Joe, sorry, Joe, 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 the VO. There it is. <laughs> so don't miss that, especially if you're struggling to get the year off to a dynamic start. I'm not going to lie, my start wasn't hugely dynamic, mm. but we're on the way now. Yes. Anyway, he's been taking some. Joe's been taking some big steps towards booking more acting work, Woo. so you can find out what they are. Uh, but he's also been flicking around a little bit <laughs> like the rest of us so he is normal he's a normal dude <laughs> oh man I love our Joe the VO segment because I feel like I really like how we chose to follow him because he's different yeah. to us in terms of uh, how he plans and how he sounds but he's going through so many of the same things we all are anyway let's yeah. get on actually just before we bring you our how to direct and be directed workshop we asked some of the lovely VO socialites who came to our social in Manchester at Christmas what was the best directorial note they'd ever had and here is what they said Hi my name is Daryl McLean and the best directing note I ever got was to make my part like an alien Matt Hancock. <laughs> my name is Claire Reeves. When tackling a script that was one of those classic, quite a long script, quite a small amount of time to fit it in, the best piece of advice I had was just to relax and feel confident about it. When you have a script that is quite long for the amount of time, you have a natural tendency to tense up a bit. And then that obviously you can hear that in your voice. And the producers never want a fast script to sound rushed. Zoe Hagen, um, don't think too much. What was the context? I was doing an immersive piece of theater uh, you have to channel a character in their entire route and it was it was actually The Great Gatsby. I think I was thinking a lot about accents, a lot about a, a whole different kind of character. I, I think it helped a lot and it seems so obvious, but really helpful piece of direction. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jill Myers. One of the regular ones we always get, but I think it is really helpful to think about this, is who is it that you're talking to? Hi, I'm Dave Jones. Make your audition or reel so good that they put their sandwich down. Hi, I'm Sharon Dominey. Not long after I uh, started out, I had this particular job for a commercial and uh, I was trying to impress by trying lots of different techniques and I was like just trying to channel these different actors. And uh, the best bit of advice I, I ever had and still stick to is, Sharon, can, could you just be yourself, please? Because that's what we've paid for. My name's Dermot Daly. Stay in the thought. Find the thought, sit on that, and then the words will follow that. More, expand. So I think the idea is is that we think in thoughts as opposed to words. So if the thought is there, then the words kind of find their own rhythm. I'm Melanie, Melanie Crawley. And a very good direction note I got was drive it through. Keep the thought going through. Don't think too much. Don't stumble, don't stop and second-guess yourself. Use the energy that you start with and drive it through to the end. Hi, Tony Francis. The best guidance I ever got from a voicing director was, can you sound a little bit more like Stephen Mangan? Oh, did it work? No, because I don't really know what Stephen Mangan sounds like. <laughs> Paul Brown, best bit of direction I ever had. I was in a session where I was being expected to do a few lines in a Scottish accent. And my Scottish accent is about as good as my Norwegian accent. <laughs> and I struggled with this for a few moments. 
And the director said, Paul, yeah, the door's over there. <laughs> so I'm Kate Whelan. I'm a voiceover. So am I. Get out. <laughs> so, yeah, I was struggling in a session once and um, the director just, uh, just spoke to me on the talk back and said, right, forget everything we told you before. Just think, hot chicken, a lab coat. Hot chicken, a lab coat? Yes. Nice. And, and that, that was it? Yeah, Great. one take, done, boom. <laughs> and then we went to the pub. Heather Loretto, and you're listening to The VoiceOver Social. I'm an actor based in Toronto, and I speak English, Francais, and Espanol. And now, without further ado, here are your lovely hosts, Nick and Aaliyah. See ya! Sam, who are you, and why are you here? <laughs> exactly. So I'm I'm Sam. I am a voiceover and a director. I used to be, well, I started as a voice at the BBC. And then I spent about 25 years being a promo creative, creative head director. So I was directing voices every day. So but promo in the promo world. And then when I left there about five or six years ago, I became a full time VO. So that's and my you're also background. a podcaster. What is your podcast called, and what is it about? Oh yes, I am a podcaster. <laughs> it's um, so the podcast is called Talking Creative, and Talking Creative is all about voiceover directing and trying to make the whole experience of voiceover directing better for both voiceovers and for directors. Because actually, one of the reasons was that when I became a voiceover. I realised that actually an awful lot of directors out there don't necessarily, a lot of them do know how to direct, but a lot of them don't necessarily know how to make the voiceover, get the most value from their voiceover. And we are, should be, quite expensive. <laughs> so I think people should be getting the, <laughs> making the most out of them. I think pe I, I found directors were just kind of, you know, tickling the surface of what we could actually do, what we could actually offer. So that was actually behind the whole premise behind Talking Creative as an idea. Thanks. And for those of you who uh, don't know me yet, my name is Nick Redman. I'm a voice of artist, a podcaster, i.e. this one. And I also make another one called The Voice Coach Podcast, which is a weekly podcast, little episodes, just taking you step by step through the voice technique training process for speakers. Um, and I, uh, what else did I need to say? I'm also a voice coach, obviously, with that podcast. And I help all sorts of speakers primarily microphone users with uh, voice technique, warming up, vocal health, all that kind of shenanigans. So if you need to know your larynx from your elbow, I'm your gal. Brilliant. And I am Leah and I co-host and produce the VoiceOver Social podcast and I'm also a voiceover and an actor and uh, I am a uh, audio drama production person and I occasionally read the news on the radio. Let's kick off with our panel then. So Sam and Nick, I have already briefed you that uh, some of the questions are for one of you and some of the questions are for both of you, but either of you, just feel free to jump in and add in things as you wish. So first of all, uh, I want to think about from the start of a session, before the session even begins, because the whole point of this is we want to get to the point where we're getting the best out of every single session. So before the session even begins, what sort of preparation needs to be done in advance on both sides of the glass? So Sam, do you want to kick off with this one? Yeah, sure. So... From a director's point of view, 
sending the voiceover, making contact with your voiceover is really important before the before the session actually kicks off. And the, the best thing you can send them is probably the music that you're using or going to use and the script, because those two things are the things that they really, really need. And it gives the voiceover a chance to get familiar with what they are walking into and to, so that they have a, a fighting chance uh, of of being able to check things like pronunciations, go through the script, see if it actually makes sense when they read it out loud, make sure you really can get it into 30 seconds or five minutes <laughs> oh, or whatever. Yes, I, what? Oh, ridiculous. But and, and really kind of get to grips with what the uh, what, <laughs> what what is actually happening, what you're being asked to do. And I might add that I, I very rarely get these things in advance. I don't know what other voiceovers feel, but I don't always, I certainly don't always get the music in advance, but but some directors absolutely do send you all those things. And and if you can, if you if you've never worked with them before, it's really good to to pick up the phone and have a quick phone call with them as well. That's a good point actually because also I think as a voiceover artist sometimes if you're working with a new director who's never never done anything before there's lots of people out there using voiceovers for the first time because there's so many different ways we can use voiceover mm. now. It's just saying to them, you know, it can really help if you send me this this and this. So kind of step them through the process yeah. if you need to and as a director don't be afraid of asking them and saying it's my first time what do you need you know really outline it I think from a voice perspective and from a performance perspective I think anything you can do that makes you feel grounded and centered and comfortable before you go into a directed session there's always an element of like adrenaline and nerves when you know there's somebody at the end of the line or on the other side of the glass so anything to uh, sort of bring your energy down anything with the body so a few wee spine rolls a bit of jiggling around uh, loving a jiggle and getting the getting the body going to sort of just dissipate all that nervous energy and that adrenaline because uh, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. And from a voice perspective, what am I going to say here? I mean, stay hydrated uh, a couple of days before, definitely. If you know you've got a directed session coming up, always stay hydrated. Uh, there's no point chugging two pints of water before you go into the session because you'll just piss them off because you'll need to leave for a week. <laughs> and it doesn't do anything to your voice. So you got to be constantly <laughs> hydrated all of the time. Everybody, whoop, whoop, whoop. See if my Pavlov's dog so, yeah. for my podcast. Look at it, everybody's there. Oh, you guys, absolutely brilliant. Um, my plan is working. Uh, and then, of course, do we vocal warm up? Doesn't have to take a long time, just something to release tension around the neck and the shoulders so that we avoid this kind of jotting um, impetus, uh, uh, some stuff to get the breath going. So anything like uh, lip trills or puffy, woo, anything like that that gets the vocal folds going and a nice little bit of articulation release. Because I don't know about you, but when I know there's like a few people listening, all of a sudden everything tenses up. That's one of my nerve kind of my adrenaline things. So I uh, I always do more articulation release when I'm uh, no one being directed live. So I get my tongue going and I get my lips going and I make a lot of silly faces. Sam, for for, for directors, yeah. um, what what do you think is what do you think are some good ways that you can help your voiceover to feel comfortable in the room once they arrive? And once they actually arrive, uh, well, I suppose there are there are a lot of things. I mean, if if in terms of um, prepping them, so making sure and also actually going back the other thing that i would say from a voiceover perspective is if you do get the script through don't overread it before you go into the session because if you overread a script you're liable to kind of set in the kind of cadences 
that you think they need and the pace and the energy that you think they might need and they might not need that at all. So, so you know, be, be familiar with the words but don't over-rehearse it or come in with a kind of performance. And also, if, you, if you're doing a... I know we're all used to now doing directed sessions remotely but actually when you walk into... If, if you're doing a directed session in a studio, the chances of you having that script before you go is quite slim. Usually they're shoved at you <laughs> yeah. as you walk through the door. And, you know, you have to kind of go, oh, right, OK. And then quickly, you know, um, assess it. It's slightly easier then because you're actually talking to them in person. But so uh, actually, so going back, it was how do you make somebody feel comfortable? And why also? Like, what, why? what's the what's the point of it? I mean, it seems obvious, but I feel like there might be more to it to say. Well, it. I mean, we all give of our best if we feel confident. We all, if if we feel confident, then we, we feel more relaxed. We are liable to be more, um, we're liable to be braver, make more bold choices, make make choices, make choices at all, actually, and not take the safe option all the time. And a lot of actually doing a directed session is, yeah, giving the giving the read that you think they want, but also it's play, being able to play around, being able to actually use that time to come up with more surprising ways of doing it or, or, or ways that we didn't first think of to do it. And in order to do that, you've got to make your voiceover feel really confident and comfortable and actually um, relax. And that's why it's really good. And one of the ways of doing that, actually, um, is spending the first five minutes just chit-chat, mm. to be honest. Because the worst thing... I think you can do the worst thing you can do is the minute you know you're, you're kind of together you go right okay now let's go this is what I want you to do because we haven't had a chance to acclimatize yourself to to sit down offer them a glass of water if you're if they're coming in from outside if you're doing a directed session say if, if, if everything comfortable if you've got your cup of tea you got your water you know have a bit of chit chat because it really makes a difference to how that that directed session then potentially plays out it, from a voice perspective as well as well making the person comfortable is going to free up their voice and you'll get a performance that's much better more varied and more responsive anyway but also um if you're a director in this space working with voiceovers for the first time i think it's totally lovely if they say you know if you've just run in off the tube or whatever do you need a few minutes to warm up would you like some space to make a few silly noises <laughs> like nobody thinks about that and I know time is money but if you give them five minutes just to do a few exercises they'll they'll it'll settle the nerves it'll settle them in the space it makes them feel valued and comfortable and all that kind of thing so yeah but the the other thing with that is right at the top of the session it's a really good chance to go over all the things that are interesting about the script so that the things that we will go through when we do the directing and that's who 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 you're talking to what this whole project is about you know and and why you've got you know this particular voice in and also the the other really good thing if you can if you've chosen them from a particular read maybe you've chosen from a particular read on their reel or maybe they auditioned and gave you three or four different options let them know what that different option was or let them know what the read was that you wanted um, because uh, th- otherwise they're a little bit blind up until that point. That's a very so, valid point. And ask for it as well as a voiceover. Ask yeah. which one. Okay, so what about mid-session snag? What do, you, what, what do you do if you hit a vocal snag mid-session? Well, I think it's important to remember that as a voice artist, you're there as the talent for the reason of reading the script in the best way you can. So I would give the director in the room the um, sort of grace to understand that if something's going wrong, you might need a few minutes just to reset. And I think it's t- it's the professional thing to just say, listen, 
I feel a bit croaky. Going to have a couple of minutes just to just to reset my mind and my voice a little bit because you know I've had a busy morning or whatever it is. Being a professional is understanding how you can get the most out of the skill that you've been hired to do. And if there's something going wrong, there's no point in you pushing through because you're either going to damage yourself or you're not going to do a job as well as you could or should or need to. And what would that so reset think it, look like? Well, <laughs> uh, you can, uh, weirdly, yawns are great. A lot of like, can I have a minute just have a couple of yawns? <laughs> Probably isn't the right vibe you want to give. But a nice yawn, a nice big yawn, um, anything, what's called semi-occluded, so anything that partially closes here. So that's things like your lip trills, um, like gentle puffy slides on things like that's v as in vegetable or as in uh, this so puffy voiced fricative slides nice and gently up and down your uh, vocal range also things like tongue release jaw release um, so any kind of stretch this this will be a, this is a visual one sorry if you're listening to the podcast afterwards but a little stretch of the tongue forward like I'll do the sound effect in case it helps everybody my favourite or sticking your tongue out in your lower lip and doing a bit of slug, slug tongue Monday Tuesday Wednesday just release the tongue root and then of course the body as well so just do a few neck rolls and shoulder rolls and cheeky wee spine roll don't go mad like and lie on the floor and start you know <laughs> a hum a my being all dramatic about it but just saying something's gone a bit wrong here I'm really sorry can I have a couple of minutes I think that's how I would manage it rather than go shoot 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 because yeah. you're just going to exacerbate it and make it even worse yeah, definitely. If you take a few minutes and also you can, it, hopefully the director would kind of say, it's all right, we'll turn off all the mics. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. we'll you, save you this for the blooper yeah. reel. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole gallery of people right. out there. Um, but uh, so, so you know, if you are the director, you can you can say, look, I'll give you a few minutes, turn off the mics, just give me a thumbs up when you're ready or pop your head out or whatever. So I think one of the main, one of the main problems that we bump up against is when communication falls down so when a director has something they really want to express to the voiceover they really want them to do something and they aren't finding the words somehow to say it that's getting them to do it without just giving them like a line read like do it like this they're trying to avoid that they're saying everything they can say to get it out of the voiceover and they're not getting it or the the the, the voiceover isn't receiving it maybe in the right way there's there's there's, there's some, some sometimes just a breakdown in communication between the director and the voiceover when it comes to giving a note so sam what kind of advice can you give on on how to give notes that that hit the mark? Well, it's it, presumably by that time you have probably done a few reads of the script. So, so if I was running a voice session for say doing a promo, which is what I used to do all the time, I would start at the point where they they come in, we'd have a chat. I probably knew them, but if I didn't know them and it was the first time, then we'd kind of do that little introductory bit. Then I'd play them the promo through and, you know, just to say, look, this is what it is. Have it out in the gallery, you know, out actually sitting with them. And so they'd have the script, they'd they'd watch it. I'd always play it twice because they're terrified the first time they watch it. <laughs> they think, oh, my God, what's it all about? And so the second time through, they can actually start watching it and actually taking the information from it. Then I'd probably talk through, you know, talk through the script or talk through the idea then they go into the booth. And at that point, I'd probably, you know, you, the, the, the obvious thing to do would be, so let's just go for it. Let's just go for one. We'll take a bit of level. We'll go for um, one read. Just give me what you think, uh, it, you know, it, it needs at this point. And that's your benchmark. That's, as a director, that's your starting point 
from where you can begin to layer up um, to layer up a performance, if you like. And the other thing is, don't, don't give too many notes. I mean, hopefully you haven't got such a tiny amount of time. Sometimes you might only have 10 minutes or 20 minutes. Hopefully you will have booked a voice you're used to working with, if that's the case, and, and know what they're capable of. But, you know, don't book a really tight session with somebody that you've never worked with before. But then you're, you are, you're sort of layering it up. Don't give too much information on every read. And the thing is, is if you have this kind of idea set in stone about how you want this to sound, you might be surprised. I've often been in the position where I thought, God, that's a way better read of it than I would ever have imagined <laughs> anybody could have given. They've, they've, they've picked up on all sorts of things that I wouldn't have, have uh, you know, and I wrote it, you know. <laughs> but so it, it can be really kind of lovely and surprising if you don't over direct. Can you give some examples of what layering up might look like? So you're starting off with a read with no direction. Just give me it how you feel. And then and what, what, yeah. what, what might you add, add on and then add on and then add on? So you'd probably, um, if, 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 if it was quite a, a sort of generic read, you'd, you'd be wanting to get some sort of personality into it. So, so one of the big things is to remind them who they're talking to. That's um, always a, a, a good reminder. Remind them, or, or not even if you haven't even said it, but even give them a role. You know, say that you want them. You're, you're sort of, in this scenario, you're sort of a, a, a trusted friend. Or in this scenario, you're, you're a doctor and you're, you're talking to other doctors. Or, you know, you're a, you know, a, a dentist but talking to a little old lady or whatever it happens to be. So you give them a role to play. That's, that's usually quite, because that, that then gives them, um, you know, a really, a really good idea about what you're trying to get to. And you're looking at the script, hopefully in an overall way. You're, you're also, you're often looking at the beginning of the script, which is often quite different from the middle of the script, and almost certainly different from the end of the script. So you need to point out where that, perhaps where that little cell is, where they need to sell something, or where they need to warm it up. Or where they need to be intimate, but don't go all the time. Don't 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 don't, don't give them all that feedback in one go. Because <laughs> I, if it was me, I would probably say, now listen to the music. The music swell is where it gets, you know, um, I don't know, really dramatic. So that that's about this line. So just just go with the music at that point and see how that feels next time. And just remember the last two lines you know, it are slightly different in that you're selling it. Now let's let's see how that feels with those two pieces of information. Okay. Um is there anything that you want to say about line reads? Have you got any opinion about that? Me <laughs> <laughs> personally. I there have been times where um I I, I personally, as a voice, don't mm. mind a line read if I've got to the tenth time I'm saying it and I'm clearly not getting it. Right. <laughs> then I will accept a line read and I will ask for a line read. But you you, you might be better off asking, uh, waiting for the voiceover to say, do you know, how would you read this if you were doing it? Often, actually, they don't get it right, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but um, so um, I... I, I I, I do think line reads are really problematic because what you get is you get the voiceover parroting back, you know, um, what you're saying. And you may yourself not be saying it right. That's that's the point. And giving them a giving them a, a, an emotion underneath it or giving them a, an energy or a reason for saying that or getting them to imagine that they're saying it to their mum or getting a really good note um, I, I've had in the past is... Um, Give me the whole script now as if you're saying it to me for the very, very first time. You've never said these words before. 
imagine that you're 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 saying it, you know, off the bat, and somehow that recalibrates me, resets me. Uh, how about um, so if it's not about how they're saying it, but um, emotionally speaking, but um, they're getting the word completely wrong, there's a mispronunciation. What about then? Then you can give them a you can give them a, a right. pronunciation. I mean, we 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 always had. Um, I think I've said it before on the podcast. I I, I used to uh, work for CBBS. And the amount of voiceovers that would get CBBs, CBBBs, <laughs> CBBs, they would just say it wrong, <laughs> and you'd think, and and it was it was really difficult, you know, because they'd got it in their mind that it was CBBs, CBBs, <laughs> yeah, CBBs, and H's. A lot of wait a, lot a of second, do the, wait do the H. a second, that's an accent thing. <laughs> where is it though? It is where I come from. Is it? Would it you say it was I an accent from. thing? It's also oh, okay. a okay. Which side of the wall are you from? Thing where I come from. So mm. you do genuinely have to be quite careful with things like that when it comes to accent. Now that's a that's yeah. a really important point. Like if you are brought in as a, because you've got a particular accent, and the director says, actually, mm. can you say let's take an accent that maybe has what's called th fronting. So instead of a, a f, they say. Sorry, instead of a they say a as an accent and dialect feature, for example, Yorkshire or um, certain parts Emily. of Scotland, Emily. If you then say, oh, you're saying that wrong, it's not. You're actually sort of censoring the reason they're there in the first place. So I think it's understanding how to open up a dialogue about that that doesn't make that artist feel um, like they're doing it wrong because they're not. You know, so that's an, yeah. I think it's an interesting yeah, yeah. one. In fairness, to you. I know Hitch is a bit more controversial. It's, no, it is like, no, absolutely. But and and also, if you are the voice and you're being asked to do something that's outside what you would consider to be your the, the natural accent that you're bringing to it, do not be at all uh, backward in coming forward with that because the the point is is that the director def, definitely does not know everything, and they they are feeling their way through the script in exactly the same way that you are. So if you've got a really valid point like that to make. That's brilliant because then they can take that on board. Then they'll be that much more informed. And even if they go, oh no, no, okay, I can, I, I can see, you know, that that, that is the case. They might ask for mm. two takes. They might ask for the for the option. But it's a really good point because fight for your glottals. Yeah, yeah, fight, fight for your glottals. I mm. I did a job for um uh I'm gonna have to say the name other low budget closed doors are available. But I did a job <laughs> for Northern Ireland for. Primark, which is what we call it, mm. but obviously everyone else in the world calls it Primark. And I was reading it going, da 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 da, Primark, da 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 da, Primark. And they were like, sorry, it's Primark. And I was like, well, I know, but everybody in Northern Ireland, when I used to live there, and as far as I know, says Primark. So, like, he was like, oh, we didn't know. So we checked and they did. He's like, well, can you just do both? And I said, yes. And they ended up using Primark. Woo, woo, woo. So it's, it's just about, if you're not going, uh, you're wrong, actually, it's Primark, especially not yeah. a Northern Irish accent. It, it, but um, you just have to like have the dialogue, the open dialogue, because it does change. Yeah. And and as I say, as a voice, don't feel, you know, that you sh- you shouldn't be questioning things or, or, or putting your point of view across. Not in a, you know, in a bullshit way or anything like that, but just kind of just for information. It's really useful stuff. You mentioned getting uh, getting an, an alternative take, and what about what about that uh, that approach, getting as many takes as you can of things? 
Well, you don't want to, you don't want hundreds because of sure. course <laughs> it, it, it makes your post really really problematic. Um, but uh, yeah, I think often you 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 ask for different takes. It might be an emphasis on a word, or it might be, and actually it's it's also really good to remember as a voiceover. What we often do is um, when we're not being directed and we do the read, it's incredibly useful for the director to be sent all your stuff. Even if you think you've got the perfect read there, because it gives them options. And, and, and also particularly end, end phrases. They might want, you know, if yeah. you can do three or four different ways of saying something, then that's brilliant. Great. Um, because it gives options. Options are great. They're, they're great because you might need to uh, edit something for time and it might be that the way that you're saying that word, um, it, it, it's, it's much, much easier for you to be able to edit that either together or out or whatever it happens to be. So we've spoken a lot then about uh, how to give the notes, but let's talk about how to receive the notes. So um, how do you make sure that you're hearing what it is the director is saying and acting on it? I mean, listen. Listen to what they're saying, obviously. It's quite hard when you're in the moment sometimes, especially if it's your first time in a snazzy studio or the first time in a studio since the before times when we were allowed in studios and you've just been in your own pokey wee hole for like uh, two years. Um, do try and actively listen. And if you don't hear or you need clarification, just say, so can I just check you would like it this way, this way and this way. I definitely always repeat their direction back to them if it's remote because the quality might be bad or you might miss here. So I always just say, OK, so just check in. You'd like it this way, a little bit slower and hit that word on that syllable. And they go, yeah. And then and then you go yep. on. So that those Great. would be my tips. And I'd always yeah. write it down. Mm, just always, yeah. always write it down. Because we end up with a script like covered in like arrows and underlines and brackets and up arrows and it's covered in it. But it's the, uh, it's the only way I can remember yeah. it, what they've said. Yeah, never, never go to a session without a pencil with a rubber on the uh, on the end of it. Okay, so what about if um, the director's done their best to say the note in the right way and the voiceover's done their best to hear it in the right way, but for some reason it's still not working. Even a line read at this point is useless. What What's the problem? What do you think the problem might be, Sam, in that situation? Well, <laughs> the problem might be that, of course, uh, you, you, you've either got the wrong VO in in terms of... Um, they're slightly miscast for what you want them to do. But having said that, it's never, ever as bad as you think it is, even if you're the director. And, 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 and I have been in those those situations where I thought, oh, my God, I why? Why did I? And in fact, I have booked. In the past, I did book a voice and I booked <gasps> the wrong voice. I, I, they, they had a similar name and oh, I booked no. the wrong one. And, and of course, when they walked in, I had to pretend that was absolutely <laughs> who I wanted. <laughs> and... Um, and you just kind of go with it. So if you've tried lots and lots of different ways of doing it, then there is a point where you just have to give up. In fact, I, w I would say don't try lots and lots and lots of ways of doing it. I think you, you, you realise fairly swiftly if somebody is not going to be able to necessarily give you what you need to get. However, it, I, have, I don't think I've ever actually completely given up on, on someone or not used them. Because, um, as I say, it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. You may find the script is overwritten. So if, if, if it's a timing thing, get very good at, uh, at, at maybe capturing it all and it being long and then recut whatever you've got. Because that's the other option is that, that go, with, go with the overwriting or just be judicious. Cut it down. 
and 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 get them to do those options and think, oh, well, we don't really need this bit. I'll talk about that with the client later. We don't really need this bit. We can take out this the here, and we can, you know, that there are ways of definitely cutting it down if that's that's the problem. And um, and just relax. It is what it is. If you have to rebook or you have to do the session again, then it's a pain in the neck, but it's not the absolute end of the world. And that voiceover, don't ever make that voiceover feel that they haven't, um, you know, st- that they that they failed in any way. Because all it is is they weren't pot- potentially, they weren't right for that actual um, job. You may want them in the future for, for something else. And... You know, it, 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 the worst thing you can do is is let a voiceover walk out thinking, oh, my God, that was a terrible session. I, I'm an absolute failure because they, they never are. It's probably that, as I say, you've either miscast or you haven't given the right sort of direction or it was overwritten or all sorts of things. OK, well, we've got uh, 10 minutes allocated now for a Q&A and I've been seeing quite yeah, a lot of questions, questions popping up. Joe Ash, with hideous grammar mistakes... Is it best to say something or just get on with it and cringe inwardly? I, I, I would say something, mm. I'll be honest. I would say, do you want me to try it this way? Because I, I wonder if this is singular and not plural or whatever it happens to be. Um, and, and give them an option. G- g- give it, absolutely, say it the way they've got it on the, on the, on the page. But give them an option. Yeah, sometimes I think it makes them feel like you're really invested and you're noticing what's going on and you're, you know, really reading the script. So, Mm. yeah, definitely say, I would think. Okay, from Leone, I often have clients directing me who might not be very used to it. And sometimes there's two or even three people on the line. How do you deal with conflicting direction from multiple people? Good one. Yeah, it's probably good to ask at the beginning of the session who is going to be the main director. (laughs) Because that then allows them to realise that that's probably a really good thing to do. And that's actually something that, as a director, you should have thought of if you've got clients and directors and and so forth before the session began. But if you haven't and you haven't made that clear, then just a really gentle, you know, as you're going through that bit at the beginning. So just so I know, who is it that I need to be, um, who who is it that I'm going to be chatting to for most of this session is, is a really legit thing to ask. We've got more, one more. Um, Brian, can you do your second one? Because I feel like the answer to this might be quite quick, even though the question is quite long. <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. So so if you have an idea during during a session that uh, something that might be really, really helpful in your mind to to a read, but it is not in any of your directions, not in any of the things, but like it's bounced off the wall. Is that something that's appropriate to bring up to a director? Is like, hey, can we just do a, a weird take that you might like, you might not? If, if 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 you're not overrunning and you think you've got time, then yes, absolutely. I mean, usually, usually they they if they're happy by the end of the session, they're probably happy. But at the same time, you know, if you book for an hour and you've still got twenty minutes and they're not champing at the bit to get out, yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah, Say, one look, weird I, take. I, I like it. Yeah, it could be great. It could be great. Sometimes okay. they're the ones you use. Well, let's see how weird we can get then. So next bit is the live direction. Sam, uh, just pick pick a a type off the top of your head. Do you want to do the promo, the commercial or the corporate first? We'll do the commercial first. Okay, Leone. Yes, hello. And hopefully there you are. (laughs) So this is for Oat Crunch Granola. And I knew you were going to be uh, uh, doing this. I knew I had a woman, which is why this is the script that we chose And this is all about the loveliness of Oak Crunch organic granola, which is great. And the kind of person 
that we are talking to with this, the kind of uh, audience that we want to, the kind of person we want to get, and this is a sales pitch, is that kind of 35 plus, probably slightly older, but 35 plus woman, quite upmarket. Um, and she is really interested, this woman, in, um, in, in, in being really healthy and looking great. Mm-hmm. This is this this is the kind of woman. She's quite she's um she's she's quite sophisticated. She probably shops at Waitrose, but you know. <laughs> so she's that's kind of who you're going to be talking to. But I won't give you any more info really from that. But we'll just play the music, and you can just listen to the music and see how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. So it's a 30 seconder. How did that, how did that music feel for you? It's really interesting because it's quite um, sort of upbeat and cheeky, which is totally different from how I probably would have read this if I hadn't gotten the music. Yeah. And so that, that, that's a really good, good thing then, because if you'd have just been given that and you sent it back or you did it for an audition, say, the chances are you'd have given it a kind of quite a laid-back read, mm-hmm. which wouldn't necessarily have been the read that was in the, the heads of the um, director. And I think directors need to know this more. They need, they need to really understand that they would get, if, if they were putting this out for an audition, in, simply including the music would enable them to get far more, um, uh, you know, far more accurate reads. Anyway, that's neither here nor there, really. So, <laughs> so it's quite. Um, of course, you're the only one that can see this script. Nobody else can see this script. Um, so let's do a read to it. It's it's a read on. It's a continuous read. There are no real breaks in it, but there are kind of music swells that might work well with um, sentence changes. But let's just. Take your own cue from the top, because I can't cue you because of the lag on Zoom. Take your own cue from the top when you hear the music and just do a continual read that you feel is has got the right kind of pace and attitude to it. So let's go on from there, Leonie. Sure. And cue music. <clears throat> we women know how to get the most out of our mornings, like enjoying a heavenly bowl of oat crunch organic granola. It's full of the good stuff. Homegrown British oats, ground almonds slowly toasted with honey, barley malt, and a hint of Madagascar bourbon vanilla. Trust me, it's the only way to start the day. Because, believe it or not, we don't just wake up looking fabulous. Oat Crunch Organic Granola. Get more delicious every day. Well done. Really good. <laughs> it was really good. And actually, although you will think you over ran that, in fact, because it was you started late, we could have probably moved your voice back. So actually, pace-wise... You're in a really good place with that. Nice. And 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 I liked your the kind of bounciness that you had with that read. I thought that was great. Now I think we can probably get a little more of that of that in there. I think we can get probably a little cheekier. Okay. Um and just imagine that you yourself in this, imagine that you're kind of you've got that kind of um all girls together kind of feel to you. Um a kind of Davina McCall. 
kind of a feel. Right. So, music. We women know how to get the most out of our mornings, like enjoying a heavenly bowl of oat crunch organic granola. It's full of the good stuff. Homegrown British oats, ground almonds slowly toasted with honey, barley malt, and a hint of Madagascar bourbon vanilla. Trust me, it's the only way to start the day. Because, believe it or not, we don't just wake up looking fabulous. Oat Crunch Organic Granola. Get more delicious every day. Brilliant. That's great. Well done. Now, I, I, I loved that. I, I think that I can cut something. I think I'm going to take out, if you could put a, a line through barley malt. Sure. So that we do ground almonds, slowly toasted with honey and a hint. Yeah. I think that'll give you just a little, um, a little breathing space there. And I think that what I'd really like to hear is a kind of um, dialing up of certain words so that we really get the idea that this is a delicious kind of something that you're going to start your day with. Because, uh, yeah, what we want to know is we want it to be quite knowing. And um, I'd like you to entice me in as the as the listener. And um, so that the, the sort of words that I'm kind of looking at here are heavenly bowl of it, um, full of the good stuff. It could be full of the good stuff or it could be full of the good stuff, but um, it doesn't really matter. But it, it needs to feel really kind of, mm, 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 I really want to have a bowl of crunchy granola right now. Um, and if we can get a little beat be between the wake up looking fabulous, because that's a bit of that, that, that we don't just wake up looking fabulous line is a bit of a wink, wink, because we don't do we girls, you know, it's that kind of, um, you know, we, and, and so that the cell line, which is what they need to remember, which is the fact that this is oat crunch organic granola, the cell line has a little bit more weight behind it. If you could just put a beat just before that oat crunch organic granola and after fabulous. Yes. Okay. Brilliant. So, yes. So we want cheeky, knowing, smart, some of those delicious words dialed up and just that beat pause. Sure. Brilliant. And if I know it's a lag with Zoom and I imagine you're starting the minute you hear that music. But what I might do, I might try and see if I can count it down so that it's not a surprise to hear it. Oh, OK. So I, I don't know if I can. It'll be up to Lee to punch it in when I go. OK, so let's stand by. Three, two, one, go. We women know how to get the most out of our mornings, like enjoying a heavenly bowl of oat crunch organic granola. It's full of the good stuff. Homegrown British oats, ground almonds slowly toasted with honey, and a hint of Madagascar bourbon vanilla. Trust me, it's the only way to start the day. Because, believe it or not, we don't just wake up looking fabulous. Oat Crunch Organic Granola. Get more delicious every day. Okay, now you started on time and it was still slightly over. Do you think overall we could speed it up? Mm-hmm. So just put a little bit more uh, energy over the whole thing and really get, dial up the smile all the way through. Really... It'll feel over the top to you, but if you could just really dial it up. Okay. Um, so that's it. It's a tiny bit quicker and, and a little bit of a smile. But I loved that. I thought it was great. And actually, you said bourbon. I think, can we go back to bourbon? Bourbon, sure. Then we got them both. <laughs> okay. So 
Three, two, one, cue. We women know how to get the most out of our mornings, like enjoying a heavenly bowl of oat crunch organic granola. It's full of the good stuff. Homegrown British oats, ground almonds slowly toasted with honey, and a hint of Madagascar bourbon vanilla. Trust me, it's the only way to start the day. Because believe it or not, we don't just wake up looking fabulous. Oat Crunch Organic Granola. Get more delicious every day. Yeah, you did speed up. That was really good. That 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 actually would have enabled me. I would have probably gone with that. It would have enabled me. Have we still got time, actually? Because if we have, I'll, I'll, I'll do it again. No, I didn't think we had. But uh, it would have enabled me to just put a couple of beat pauses within what you um, gave me there. Because we had that nice little kind of, um, you know... Uh, twinkle at the end, which was which we could have put voiceover. So brilliant! Well done, lovely. well done. Thank really you. Really good Excellent. Show. Okay, lovely. Let's have one last go then, just for safety. So for this one, really mm-hmm. play up how long Source Elements has been going. Um, let's have extra emphasis on gold standard and really smile yeah. your way through the last bit. Okay. Sure. Since two thousand and five, Source Elements has been the gold standard in remote media by helping creators collaborate no matter where they are in the world. Yeah, that's great. Okay, I think we've got that one. Uh, for the next line, if you could just uh, bump it up a bit and make each of the four industries mm-hmm. a new thought, if you know what I mean. Yeah, sure, sure. If you're working in voiceover, podcasting, broadcasting, or music, Source Elements is the partner you are looking for. That was lovely. I think you've really got the energy levels we're after there. So can we just have an ABC on the tagline, please, just so we have options? Okay. Source elements. Connect. Collaborate. Create. Connect. Collaborate. Create. Connect. Collaborate. Create. Hello, I'm Dr Gillianne Kayes. I'm Jeremy Fisher from Vocal Process. And we recommend the SOVT straw because it helps you perk up your voice when it's feeling tired. It helps you improve your breath control and planning your breathing for speaking. It helps you be even more expressive by improving your range. It helps keep your voice consistent through those long sessions. And it helps you get to know when you're using too much effort and it makes it easier. SOVT straw. They've taken care of the science so you can take care of your voice. Get 15% off by clicking the link in the show notes and using the code VOSocial. has been what's been your best session or what has been the good thing that's happened in a session that you've had where you've thought oh this is pretty great this is great what about you nick uh well i had this ridiculous session recently where there was it was ivr so like three phone prompts <laughs> right. right and it came through a company that i'm on the website for and i didn't realize but there were like Six people from around the world <laughs> dialing in to listen to me do three IVR prompts. I do IVR prompts all day. Right, like, right. like it's really not a big deal. Uh, I don't want to show off, but I'm really good at IVR. <laughs> Thank you for calling. <laughs> or whatever. Um, anyway, she just couldn't get them all dialed in. Oh, my goodness. And it took about 25 minutes. And then... They were like, so, hey, thank you so much. This is really great. We really appreciate it. I'm like, it's my job. Calm down. You don't have to appreciate me. You're paying me. 
So if you just want to do a take and we'll, you know, see where we are. Has anyone got any comments or directions? And everyone was like, oh, <laughs> not really saying anything. A great example of how, no, well, they should have been in our workshop. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, then I did it in one take because it was three IVR prompts. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, there was like silence. <laughs> and they were like, yeah. Um, <laughs> great. That's that's great. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> S- see ya. <laughs> that was kind of it. Amazing. I had a good one recently, um, which was just, it just sort of brought together a load of the things that we just heard about in the workshop, um, which was that uh, there was loads of people on the call but there was one person directing and so they were saying loads of different things and this amazing woman would just like distill it into a sentence that would make sense to me I, I sort of wrote down a, a paraphrased version um, she said uh, she said, raise your pitch a notch and give it half a welly at the back end <laughs> <laughs> loved it and also while so she was doing that and then also the um, the sound engineer at their end was I could see because I could see all of them and they couldn't see me but I could see all their faces and as I was reading the script I could see him like conducting me with his face oh. Oh, wow. It was brilliant. And it was like the closest I'm probably ever going to get to being in a band. I absolutely loved it. I loved it. It was so nice. Communicative. Face conducting. Yes, face conducting. Top-notch work, Make a I podcast thought. on that. Yeah. <laughs> right, so uh, to move on to our next thing, as you know, Joe the VO... Um, is using one of our VO social career planners. It's a book that you can plan your whole career and goals and everything in. And we are (laughs) tracking his career progress over the year. But just before we hear from him, actually, there's been some really interesting results from the feedback form. So we sent a big form out to all the people that managed to get hold of a copy of the first generation planner. And they have said that they are finding the hydration reminders very useful, uh, the matrix for planning out your week, all of those pages and pages of resource were really useful other things as well and we've had some great ideas in about how to make it even better for the next generation as well Uh, lots of stuff on layout so we'll take that into account Um, and out of all the possible extra functions we could add the far and away winner is a ribbon everyone wants a ribbon for a bookmark so we'll definitely make that happen for the next print run Uh, everybody wants a ribbon for a bookmark everybody (laughs) wants a ribbon sorry everybody wants a ribbon for a bookmark oh yes that was brilliant brilliant (laughs) you are so musical nick so musical um (laughs) And then what was the other thing? Uh, One person suggested space for brainstorming goals before you commit to them. So like a bit of guidance at the beginning. I thought that was really good. Uh, And then another person said, and this is a quote, I know that you did a release party and podcast episode for the journal. And perhaps with the next release, you can have a live webinar where we can ask questions and exchange ideas with other users as to what worked for us. Yeah. We should definitely, definitely do that. That's amazing. We did talk about the idea of having like planner meetups where we like quarterly help people plan and stuff, didn't we? Maybe that's something that we should. All right, Maybe well, let's have fun. a think about that. We'll have a big think about that. So we are still okay. gathering intel on all of this, so we're not going back into production just yet. But if you would like to put your name down for one of these planners, click the link in the show notes. Anyway, here's Joe. Joe, 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 so last time we spoke, you were all about the training and the acting and the drama and the games and the making all that happen. Tell me all about what you've been doing in January. Okay, so I've used this month to kind of get myself in position and get everything organised. How should I say? Just getting finances and everything in place. Um, I did start some acting classes. Yeah. One of the classes got was meant to be in person but it got moved online oh. so i kind of i was like i'll wait 
So I ended up doing the one-to-one online anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to continue down that path because I feel I'll get the most out of that because I've never, I haven't done a lot of scripts and that's what we're doing in the classes. So that's that's cool. And, um, you know, nerve-wracking in the beginning, but, you know, it's it's it kind of makes you feel comfortable. And I'm reading a book. I haven't started it yet. I'm really bad. Um, <laughs> I'm this, reading this a book. One. I've got a book on my bedside table. Yeah, I ordered it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Practical yeah. Handbook for the Actor. Oh, I've d- I've just realised who you're um, working yeah. with then. <laughs> oh, that's what they're together. <laughs> there is one person I know that does not shut up about that book. <laughs> yes, yes. I've got. Um, I've also now got that book, yeah. The Practical Handbook for the Actor. Yeah, it's great. It's, yeah. To be honest, um, yeah, he. I'm, I don't know if I can say his name. Can I say his name? I don't know. I would be happy for you to talk about who you're working with because we've had him on the uh, podcast. Yes, well, that's how I found out about him. So Mm. I I guess I can talk about him. So yeah, I I reached out to Daniel Bradford. Brilliant. I should be booking another um, class. I should have done it straight away and started reading that book. But like I said, there's been so much going on um, in a a good way. So much going on in terms of work. Great. How's that going? How's work going? Great. (laughs) I've had a lot. I've had a big job. Um... A really big one come really through, and I done that um, a couple of weeks ago for a big brand. Can't really talk about it, but that's all I can say. Um, Will you be able to tell us next month when does it come out? Uh, I'm not sure when it's coming out actually. Um, yeah, it's just a big brand, I guess. Okay, um, so as soon as as soon as you can tell us, so you it's it's tell more us. of a it's more of a thing that I can't talk about it until it gets signed off, and then it will be ongoing. Okay, so, okay. Oh my goodness, you're going to be the voice of something. In some capacity, not in like, uh, you'll see me everywhere, but I will be uh, ongoing if it gets approved. Um, <gasps> I'm so, so yeah, excited. So fingers crossed. Well, um, yeah, fingers crossed and stand by, listener. Well, I'm not going to be on, it's not going to be like a TV thing, but it's more of a, yeah, <laughs> I want to tell you so bad, but it's, yeah, I can't. <laughs> okay, well look, you can tell um, yeah, me that... after, we, after we stop recording. <laughs> That'll be great. I'm looking forward to yeah. that very much. Um, but then we'll tell everybody, all of yeah. the VO socialites in the whole of the world, as soon as you're allowed. Wow. It's a big thing. A big yeah, thing. Yeah, no, is it, was, it was like, yeah, it was random. It just literally popped into my um, inbox. And I was like, okay. Do you know there's those messages? They're like, oh, um, you're you're one of the shortlist. I'm like, okay, I didn't know. Cool. Just just tell me when if I got it or not. Like, why are you telling me yeah. this? <laughs> like, are you okay with this? I was like, you, you put me forward anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what else has been happening? Um, okay, so lots of work has been going on. Um, yeah. You've been driving forward with working on yes. scripts with your mentor. Um, and what else has been happening in terms of focusing on the goal of getting more acting work? Because this is the one that we're focusing, we're looking at. Yes, today. well, that's the thing. Um, as you know, goalposts move all the time in terms sure. of planning and life happens. But in, in, in a positive way, um, I think... The fact that I have started, I had one lesson at least, and I have got the materials um, to go forward now. Definitely going forward, I will be next month. I'm, I'm planning to do like, you know, three, four more lessons and actually dive head first into it because mm-hmm. that was my intention at the beginning of the month. And then, like I said, things just happened. And then, because I want to put my all into it, I don't want to be like, okay, I'm just going to do a little bit of this here and then. I don't want to be like 
I do hear what you're saying. Yeah. Because, oh, of course, like if you, if, if, unless you get obsessive about something, it's sometimes hard to make it happen. Yeah. But what I would say is from this, this month, what I've had happen with me is that I mm. knew that this course was starting, for the writing course was starting on the 1st of February. Yeah. And I needed to have a, oh, I wanted to have a fully formed idea ready to go before then. So yeah. I have mm, like squeezed space out of my schedule every day, like properly carved yeah. other things away and made 40 minutes minimum every day mm. to sit and think and write and read yeah. and do stuff to do with it every single weekday and it's it's been hard because yeah. there's always somebody who wants your attention for something but of course if I was to say I need to be able to just um, spend the whole month on it then it would never it ever would never happen, happen. Yeah, yeah yeah so it's it's worth it's worth considering like reading that book that you've got there the yeah, book, yeah. book the actor it's a little thin it. book and it's small yeah read. exactly it's quite you could, small you could read it yeah. like when you get up you have a cup of coffee over breakfast you could read the first chapter like yeah. or, or whatever it is like the, the, there's there's a way of getting through as long as you're doing a bit every day every single yeah. day you'll get through it and people always say things like when people are saying about donating to charity, they often say, well, it's just the price of your cup of coffee. But then if you donate to that charity and that charity and that charity and that charity, it's the price yeah, of your mortgage. Not, so yeah. you got to sort of pick the things that you want to spend a little bit of time every day on. But if that yeah. is your main key goal, the thing that you want more than anything, then spending half an hour a day on it, finding that time, dragging yeah. other things out of the way to make it happen, yeah. isn't too much of a hardship. True. No, definitely, I, I agree. It's just, yeah, I, I just have been putting it off and it's a bad thing, but yeah, I definitely need to. And I guess that's why you're here, to push me in the right direction. Yes, come on, man. <laughs> Dilly-dallying about. But yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's something I definitely want to do and I will do it. Um, that's funny you said that, actually, like um, in regards to just organisation and planning, um, I think that's helped a lot, Um this year so far and giving me direction in just doing small tasks and making sure they're done like to-do lists and um mm. you know just like I've been using the um planner for like I've been using it in a way that it just sets off the week so yes. I, I use it predominantly for the the first four you know the squares just yes. saying okay and this is what I want to achieve. Stephen Covey time matrix divided into urgent and important. <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. achieve this. This is urgent. Yeah, exactly. And I've also implemented the use of my calendar on my computer because um, every the thing is with me, and I felt a lot more. Um, how should I say? I can't. I don't know if you remember, but. You know, when we start, first started talking about the planner and what I want to get out of it and how I plan things, I have ideas in my head. Mm. They stay there, they stay there, and they stay there until I actually do it. But while I'm doing it, another idea will pop into my head. And then I'll do that. And then, and it's <laughs> everything. And in the end, I never end up doing 100% of something. It's always 90%, 60%. And then I end, I end up doing it, but not to my fullest. And I found this year, because I'm putting things on paper and taking it out of my head, I'm focusing more on tasks. Mm -hmm. um, so, for example, if I do have an idea that I need to, oh, next week I need to do that. Oh, tomorrow I need to do that. I will literally take out my phone, write it as a reminder in the phone. And then yeah. the day of, every morning, I have all of these, like, 
because obviously everything's connected up in the cloud. <laughs> so when I log in, in the next day, <laughs> it's there. Um, it's there. Like it just bling, 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 pops up on the calendar. <laughs> and I literally write notes like to do for that day. And Brilliant. I know it, it sounds like loads of people, it's not, not rocket science. It's not groundbreaking, but I've never really done that. And it has helped me a lot. You know what I think is so great about what Joe just said? Please tell me. He's making himself accountable. Mm. Like he's using the Covey planner, yeah. the four quadrants, and that's inspired him to use his calendar and that's inspired him to make notes and he's starting his week without like a, a bang. Mm. It's like, right, let's get it all down there. And he is holding himself accountable to the goals that he's set. And that's kind of what we wanted the planner to do. Like, I'm so excited for that's it. That's amazing. That's I really worked out. Because if you don't know about Joe, if you haven't already heard about the previous, heard the previous episodes, um, he previously for planning he would write down a note as, as to what he would like to do on a piece of paper then hide it away like squirrel it away somewhere and then at the end of the year he'd open it back up again and see if it worked like that was the sort of magical thinking he was going for which Become a ballet dancer. I mean he was doing very very well he was doing very well with it but this is really exciting that the progress is happening uh, if you would like a planner like Joe then make sure you put your name down for one for as soon as we get back into print production we will let you know I've been Leah Marks where, where have you gone <laughs> I've been Nick Redman. Where did you go? Where did you go just then? I just had a little bit of wind. Oh. <laughs> had, to, had to burp. Oh, no. You just I thought you were hiding. You looked like you were hiding. It was very elegantly done. I'm sorry I drew attention to it. Do excuse me. <laughs> I've been Nick Redman. And we are the, the voiceover, voiceover social. social. Together till the end of the road.